Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton, 97X with Teen Angst from Cracker. Also heard from Rage Against the Machine, and we all started it off with Too Much Joy. Don't forget this Monday, I think we'll be getting the blues with, for sure with Blue Monday at noon. Monday we'll have new blues from Pine Top Perkins, plus classics from Blind Lemon Pledge, uh, the, and so much more. Wait, wait, Blind yeah. Lemon Pledge? Yes. Is uh, You sure it's not Blind Lemon Jefferson? No, I thought it was Blind Lemon Pledge. He plays the blues and cleans your dresser. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll have to tune in to Blue Monday. But unfortunately, Dave, uh, 97X yeah. and WOXY.com, for that matter, are no more, but we are doing a podcast about those good old days. And the good news is we have another esteemed guest. Mr. Joe Long is joining us right now. Howdy, Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, Joe, tell us, because I think, first of all, each note's secure. So you're a music blogger before your time at Woxie.com, or which came first, chicken or egg? Yeah, um, I definitely was using the blog platform before I was on the air. Um, and uh, actually, it kind of helped me get to know uh, the folks on the air, because I would say, hey, I want to write about this band, and uh, then Barb, and... Shiv and Mike invited me into a lounge act a couple of times to uh, take a couple of photos and to listen in, which was a huge thrill for me. So the blogging definitely came first. And and came first. I mean, you were one of the first bloggers ever, really, right? I feel like, or kind of the first wave of that. I, I like to think I was in the first wave of music bloggers, and it was before social media was a thing. So we actually had a role to play for a little while there. Um, so yeah, for sure, it was new to most of us, including myself. And I started Each Note Secure in Cincinnati, mostly as an outlet for uh, my own music interests, which were kind of bubbling over. And my wife would kind of glaze over after I'd talk <laughs> for hours about a new band or song and finally I decided I'm taking it to the internet. <laughs> and then how did you find that audience at that time? Like how, how did folks, how did you promote your blog because it was pre social media? That's a good question. Actually, that was in the days of bookmarking and RSS feeds, <laughs> which are not quite a thing as much anymore, although they do exist still. So yeah, promotion was a lot different than it is now. I think we all had email lists then too. Um, but for the most part in that space, what was so weird about it too, is that this was like right after Napster and all that. And all of a sudden we were promoting music and providing MP3 downloads um, for free and in some ways illegally. So it was this weird kind of limbo between what are we allowed to do? What can we do? And why are people looking to us to curate and as quote unquote tastemakers even in some cases, but it's just not that way anymore. So it's almost kind of strange to remember it. But then you eventually did join the staff of Woxie.com, correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, actually, it was right around the time of uh, one of the shutdowns. Unfortunately, it was the one when uh, Barb, I actually left for good. And Mike and Chevy were uh, doing it all when the comeback happened, uh, the lala.com days um, when Bill Wynn came along and 
kind of literally on a whim said, oh, I'll save this thing. <laughs> and um, so I was such a big fan and gotten to know the guys a little bit and uh, also happened to be out of work. <laughs> so I just would kind of show up and be like, hey, guys, can I help? And probably bug them a little bit too much and uh, wrote a long manifesto to Bill Wynn. I don't know if he ever read it, but the rumor is that he did. And um, eventually, by really sheer luck, Mike called me one night. I'll never forget this. And he said, hey, man, like, we really need help. Like, me and Shiv, you're doing all of it, and it's too much. We at least need a third person, but we want to have to bring a female voice on. So, um, you know, we can't do it with you. And I said, well, I appreciate it. You know, I felt like a long shot anyway. And so... I think it was the next day he called back and he said, Hey, so here's the deal. The woman that was going to take this position, she just took another job outside the industry. <laughs> and um, we don't really have capacity to do a whole lot. And can you come in and do evenings from five to 10? Um, the pay was less than my, uh, on uh, my unemployment checks. <laughs> and um and he goes and by the way i think we're going to be moving to austin and so this is just like a temporary three-month gig and i was like oh my gosh of course i'm gonna do this wait a minute i need to ask my wife <laughs> <laughs> um and so i we agreed to it and that was how it started it's kind of crazy wait wait a second joe because uh with mike he always used to ask me if i could do a falsetto female voice and, and dress in different clothing he didn't ask you to do that this time i'm not sure if i'm allowed to talk about that uh dave but <laughs> we'll just leave that to uh to the archives okay good good call and then so the station moved to austin and you did go or didn't go i always get confused on that part of it Oh, yeah, I did go. Um, actually, between the time I started and when the station actually went was a lot longer than three months. And so during that time, I, I was able to come on full time um, and uh, was doing quite a bit more. Uh, actually got walked walk into the blogging world with the Futurist blog, if you remember that for its yes. brief run. Um, yeah, and brought back uh, a staple, Local Licks for a while which was which was fun and so yeah then it got to the point where um we were moving to austin and so yeah i picked up my family of five moved down to texas bought a new home and then uh the housing market crashed and the station crashed <laughs> wow so how long were you down there oh man uh less than a year uh, i remember getting in the truck with Brian J and driving down with all of the stuff that the station owned from our uh, Longworth Hall studio. And Brian J got in the truck with me. We went down, made a bunch of stops. I, I was doing these little goofy videos at the time, which are still on YouTube that you can look at. It's like our progress with this move and um, I haven't looked at them in a long time. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but <laughs> that was um, that was what we were doing. So yeah, we went down together, and I was down there for um, Brian J and I were down there for about a month before Mike and Shiv came down full time, and then we got everything set up and, and went live. 
You know, some of those videos I had watched in the past were great ideas. I think it's a great time capsule that you did. And also the work that you did on the lounge, I thought was fantastic too. Thanks, man. You know, it was really fun to get to be part of the station. And even though it was a somewhat brief capacity, I was around for around four years total um, and in a different uh, era for sure. Cause I grew up a 97 X fan for sure. Or the terrestrial station. Um, but the lounge acts is really where the online platform shined. I think uh, along with, you know, Brian Neese who did production, he also moved to Austin with us. Um, we uh, had a lot of great bands come in and it's, it's really funny. I'll tell a really quick story um, before I was at the station and I was kind of hounding Chevy a lot, like, Hey man, you got anything you need help with? Is there anything I can do? One day he's like, okay, I got something for you. Um, if you're willing to do it, I was like, all right, what is it? He said, I need you to drive over to the Southgate house in Newport and pick up Frank Black and drive him back to the studio for a lounge act. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Frank Black? Uh, uh, yes, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I wasn't even on staff. <laughs> so I drive over <laughs> to the Southgate house and this, <laughs> this guy walks out of the back door and it's not uh, Black Francis. And he says, I guess he's one of his managers. And he says, are you Joe? I said, yes. Okay, here's the deal. Frank's going to come out. Do not call him Frank Black. Never call him that. He goes by Charles. You always call him Charles unless he's on stage or on the air. And I was like, I'm already scared, man. <laughs> and now you're giving me this direct. Okay, fine. So he comes out and gets in the car and couldn't be nicer. By the way, it's also Halloween for what it's worth. And he's showing me pictures of his kids in their Halloween costumes on his phone and about halfway there, he says, so how are you associated with the station? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just helping them out. I'm definitely not kidnapping you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eventually got him over there and he sat down in the studio with Mike and an acoustic guitar and did one of my favorite lounge jacks ever. So it was really fun to play a small role in that and just great story. <laughs> Ooh, can I tell you my Frank Black story? <laughs> I interviewed him on the phone before he's doing a solo show somewhere in Cincinnati. And I asked him a question. I said, well, what are you going to be doing soon with the Pixies? Anything? And he said, the Pixies, the Pixies, I am the Pixies. Screamed on and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we had a, uh, in the station a poster of the pixies and i put a, a bubble like a cartoon bubble on frank black's uh, uh photo on the poster it says pixies pixies i am the pixies and i'll never forget when um kim deal came in and took a photo of that <laughs> that is classic so, so Joe, you are not just a music blogging pioneer, but you are also an Uber pioneer because, you know, <laughs> you, you did the ride sharing and gave um, Charles a ride over to the Waxy Studios, you know, before that was a thing. Who knew that it would just become this giant business? I didn't even get paid a, a penny um, other than, you know, a great story. So, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that so, is a great story you have. <laughs> 
I, I do want to take a step back then before the, your Waxy time. So how did you get started in music blogging? Did you, did you have a journalism background or w- what brought that you to that? Well, part of it was me just, like I was saying earlier, being really enamored with the music scene and getting in really deep. Um, I did take some broadcast journalism classes in college, but I never finished. So I definitely don't have the resume that would suit this at all. Um, but I've been a huge music fan and grew up a huge music fan. So I've, I'm, I'm always just been a fan, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, I got to do it for a living for a little while, which was an extreme privilege. But I remember when Mike brought me on, he said, here's the thing, man, like we can teach you how to be on the radio, but we can't teach you how to have good taste. So we'll just do that. <laughs> so uh, how uh, your marriage survived this, right? <laughs> I mean, you said three kids. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, yeah, your wife. Yeah, it did. Um, I'll be married. Uh, yeah, I'll be married 17 years. Um, I'll be married 17 years uh, this year. So we did survive the move and everything. It was crazy. It was hectic. But as I tried to, I really wanted to stay in Austin because I really liked the city. Um, But the work wasn't there for me. And the work was for me here in the Cincinnati area. So it ended up being the place where I ended up coming back to. Okay. and, And what are you up to these days? In addition to being an executive bourbon steward. <laughs> I've done my research, young man. I know. Isn't that a funny title that's actually real? That's awesome. That's good. I appreciate it. You know what? Um, I work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I work for a, um, a website and magazine called Uncrate. And um, basically, I am uh, the vices editor in that I write about what you would consider to be vices like bourbon, uh, cigars, uh, coffee, beer, and such. Um, of course, it's a lot more than just that. We do the whole wholesale magazine sales. Um, and basically, Uncrate is just a outlet for guys. We, I always like to say that we sell products and curate products, everything from iPhone apps to submarines and just about everything in between. So it's pretty varied. Uh, and as I like to also say, it beats working. So I'm lucky enough to have had this job with WXY.com now, both of which don't really feel like work. Under vices, so so would, would meth be a vice? I'm just checking, just, just trying to figure out my vices here. Yeah, it would be, Dave. Um, unfortunately, it's probably not a suitable vice for our audience. But yes, you're right on. <laughs> I <could> just check. <laughs> you said you listened to the station at the terrestrial time. Did you? Were you ever a winner on the air before you got hired as an employee of WXY? Oh yeah, man. I won from. I won some CDs from Sledge one time. Um, I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember calling in and, and Sledge uh, fielding my call. And I, I won. I don't. What did I win? I, I don't. Maybe it was a Johnny Marr CD or something like that. I don't remember. But yes, I, I did. So do you do any sort of uh, music blogging still? I don't anymore. I haven't written about music really um, 
in a while, I kind of miss it. It, it. It's funny. I miss that. I also miss just curating music for others. It was definitely something I really loved, but the uh, avenues for it now seem to be greater, which makes it a little less interesting to me. <laughs> when we were doing it, you know, 20 years ago almost now, it felt like my voice almost mattered a little bit. And it definitely, I think, hopefully mattered for Cincinnati bands because I was the only one focusing on that at the time. Whereas now it seems to be like social media kind of has filled that void. Um, human curation is kind of a thing of the past, sadly. I think it's terrible that we all rely on uh, computer-generated playlists uh, and have missed and lost a lot of the album format and the curation aspect of music. It's a huge bummer to me. But no, I, I don't right now. I did have a medium uh, website for a while where I would occasionally post some musical thoughts, but it's probably been too long to even even look up at this point. Well, you know, 97xbam.com, anytime you want to send something our way, we're, we're happy to post it there. And And we have tens of people coming to that website every six months. <laughs> that that's a pretty attractive offer i might have to take you up on that <laughs> almost as good as hey join this station you'll make less than you're making in unemployment what a deal <laughs> isn't that funny can you believe that i literally went to my wife and said hey what do you think about this and she agreed uh, joe 90 percent of us had that same conversation at some point in 97x <laughs> But I think <laughs> I bet it wasn't the first time Mike delivered that news. Yes. No. Oh, no. Like everybody was below uh, poverty wages. But you know what? Like the, the payoff was you got to hang out with some really cool people and play some cool music for some super cool listeners. Oh, yeah. It, it was amazing. I loved every minute of it. We all always said none of us are in it to get rich. <laughs> we were just in it to uh, provide something great for listeners and uh, to really just geek out with each other. It's so much fun to do that. And I really miss it. Well, Joe, it's been great uh, catching up with you and, you know, like on behalf of everybody at 97X and Woxie.com, we apologize to your wife for all that we've put her through. Well, one thing that's great is she was a fan of the station before I even was and has always been cooler than me. So uh, that helped that agreement happen. Nice. Nicely done. All right. Well, we're at our two Bella Lugosi's dead. Wait, I think Dave has another question. Go ahead, Dave. No, no, we're, we're, we're at our two Bella Lugosi's dead. I appreciate the time uh, that you spent at the station. I enjoyed what you did on dot on com. And I want to let you know we are having a reunion at Steve Baker's house on July 4th. And I hope you did get an invitation because I'd love to have you uh, come up for that to Oxford. Awesome, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I did see that. And, and I hope that uh, given our current state of affairs, it stays firm. I would love to be up there. Well, and let them know that your wife, you can pack everything you own and drive with uh, Wayne Jay up from Cincinnati to Oxford. And then you can unload everything for the party. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your time, Joe, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you. Of the future of rock and roll. 
I think it's about time you heard these recordings. 97X.